Hello, Watchaholics. Welcome back to another episode. Guys, we are in for a treat today because Avatar The Way of Water was just released on Friday and I went and I watched it. And of course, I decided to bring a special guest on today because I just need to talk about it with someone. And of course, the only person I could bring on is Rodney Pena. Hey, Rodney, say hello. Oh, man. Um, hello, Watchaholics. Watchaholics, uh, this is going to be a monumentous episode. I know <laughs> I in, in the past, I know in the past you've heard episodes and me and Mel, we kind of, not that we, we debate on a lot of movies, which I think it's an, mm-hmm. it makes for an entertaining podcast. I think it's good when we have healthy debates about film and shows and stuff. It's a good thing. But I also love it when we're in sync on a on a movie and i feel like this will be the first movie that we review since maybe the batman i think maybe something before then too i think that we're gonna be in sync because well yeah Andor. it's yeah Andor, oh, and, we were like and of course yeah. we were in sync yeah. for that oh my God. but yeah this is definitely another yeah. one this, where this I, is definitely another one yeah i feel like we are in for a special treat and i mean how can you not watch this movie and not freaking love it man i mean my lord Oh, we have so much to talk about today. Guys, I hope you are ready because we have lots to talk about. um, And you know, Roddy and I can talk for hours. So we're going to try to keep ourselves (laughs) focused. Uh, We can try. I can't guarantee it, to be honest with you. We will try to stay focused for this episode because you know how we get. We will just start talking. The next thing you know, it's like we're... It's like two hours and we're like, this is the best day ever. It's can, like can I say though, for us. can I say something? I, I And I told you this before. I've been listening to the podcast like while I've been doing stuff and I love our show. I think, I think it's such a good yeah. show. I think it's, I think it's really entertaining. And I think people, uh, when they do listen to it, I think they do get some genuinely good nuggets and things that they probably didn't think about. And I think that's a lot of that is attributed to you, Mel. And your approach to how you do things. And I'll toot my own horn. I think I throw some stuff in there that makes people think other things too. So I think this is such a good show. And and I I really hope that that our listeners are getting so much out of it. Because we do this out of love, man. Like this is Mm -hmm. is something that we both love. We love talking about movies. We love talking about entertainment and shows. And and this movie was a reminder of... I mean, this year, you know, Mel... And I know say we we're gonna do a, a end of the year special for our favorite movies. This year, in in more than any other year, I guess maybe coming off of the pandemic and stuff, this year was a massive reminder of why going to the movies oh, changes yes. your experience. And yes, this I film agree. is I one agree. of these films that you you gotta see it in the theater. Like at least, if you're gonna see it for the first time, at least see it once in the theater. Because mm-hmm. this movie, James Cameron, the master craftsman that he is, many consider him the goat. This is his la- This is his first movie in thirteen years since the other Avatar, and yo, the man delivered. He delivered. <laughs> it was worth the thirteen year wait. This movie was definitely worth the thirteen year wait. Um, I'm just gonna go straight in talking about it because uh, my 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 straight like just like thoughts before we get into more details. But you know, I'm 
me norm like i am actually like an avatar fan there's a lot of people out there that are avatar like haters people are like i hated that movie the story was bad like don't the technology get the was just okay like i don't get the hate on that film but so many people hate hated that movie or just couldn't like get on bored to it or whatever so then when this was announced those same people were like well is the story gonna be good because if it's just like a technological thing like i don't know if it's gonna be worth it blah, blah. like i've listened to some like youtubers who are like you know not like excited to see this film but they were gonna go watch it anyway and I, and I haven't heard their reviews yet so i'm really looking forward to hear what they say but with me i've always been like an avatar like stan i love that movie i watched it in the movies like tons of times i definitely gave money for that one billion mark <laughs> like i was part of that mm -hmm, and my mom mm -hmm. as well we i watched it so many times so i was very excited for this movie and like i said i think it absolutely delivered i was never nervous though i was never like oh i don't know if it's gonna be good like i knew that this was gonna be an experience and that i had to watch it in the movie theater and i just Guys, when I tell you, like, I I was literally, like, almost crying in my seat. Like, I think it was, like, 15 minutes in. They hadn't even gotten to the water yet. Like, they hadn't even gotten to the water yet. And it was, like, probably, like, I was probably, like, 15, 20 minutes in. And I was just, like, in awe of what I was watching. It was, like, the weirdest thing. Like, I was, like, my mouth was, I think, open. I was literally like this. Like and I and I was I went by myself and I was the theater was full so I was like there's like you know people next to me that I don't know and I'm just like with my 3D glasses and and okay and then talking about the 3D like I was nervous about the 3D because I don't usually like 3D move like I don't watch movies mm -hmm. in 3D and also I have glasses when you have glasses then you have to wear 3D glasses I'm like oh are they gonna fall like am I gonna get the experience is my head gonna hurt people have different experiences especially because i think there's two types of 3d correct me if i'm wrong isn't there like a there's like a real 3d and then there's like a different mm. one like a premium 3d or something like that i i only know of the real 3d there might be a premium because there's so many things in movies now um like you know you know what they have i think we spoke about it they have this thing called 4dx which is like that the seat moves and you may oh, yeah, get yeah, yeah. red or like thing breathing yeah, yeah, so I'm, yeah. like, I'm like oh my god there I might, are people I might in my theater who watch had that. this movie I might have there to go people. see I this movie it. in 4DX. I like, yeah. I might yeah. have to go see this in 4DX. I really might have to just pony up and go one day and go check it out. But um, there I echo is, your okay. sentiments. I echo your sentiments yeah. on the 3D thing. Um, I, um, I, I, this is the, you know, my wife and I, we talked about it after we left the movie and I, and she was saying like, oh, like, I don't want to see anything in 3D again. And I said, but you know what, babe, I feel like, the last movie we saw in a movie theater in 3D was this movie was Avatar because Avatar. I didn't fall for the gimmick of watching things in mm -hmm. 3D because remember I don't know if you remember when Avatar the original one came out everything everyone else, was trying yeah. to be everything was trying yeah. to be oh yeah this is 3D we do this in 3D and all it was was just a gimmick to have you pay extra money you know mm -hmm. to pay whatever it is the premium to watch something in 3D but this is the genius of James Cameron and again this is why. When that man has a movie coming out, you best believe you're going to get, you know, quality. His use of 3D and cameras and special effects is not for gimmicks purposes. It's to tell the story. It's to immerse you yes. in the world. And just like you said, Mel, when you're in that world and when you watch this movie, 
you are you are lost in this world. And that's why I said, going back to what I said, um, seeing this film in the theater is an experience that you have to do it at least once. Like if you're only going to see this movie once, let that one time and that first time be in the theater. Like I'm not saying mm-hmm. to like not watch it when it comes out on on demand or whatever or, or Blu-ray or whatever. You can watch it, of course, and it'll be awesome. But when you're in a theater where you have no distraction, you're in a dark room and your eyes are set on this screen. And even if you don't even, you don't even need to watch it in 3D, but you watch it and you just get lost in this world. Like you get lost in the, the beauty of this world, the way the camera moves, the way the characters move. It is a, it is a beautiful beautiful experience it's a you know what i even akin it to it's a multi-sensory experience and mind you i just saw it on imax 3d so i didn't get all that added you know 4dx so the thing moves and you get like blasted yeah. air and water yeah. but it like almost felt it felt <laughs> like a ride it felt like i was in the pandora ride at, at animal kingdom animal like, kingdom oh my god oh, yeah. like there was there was moments in this in this movie like i was when we talk, before we started recording there's a moment at the beginning of the movie where um, they're out in space, and it's the uh, military uh, Navi, um, and they're talking about how they were coming out of you know hibernation, and you see the camera kind of rotating because the spacecraft is rotated, rotating, and there's no gravity on the spacecraft, so the camera is on a still shot, but everything's rotating. There's a moment where I kind of felt like a little woozy, and I'm like, holy shit! Like this is how good the camera <laughs> yeah. work is. And the 3D is in this movie. It's it's on a whole other level that we don't really see. And he, the thing with James Cameron is James Cameron, and I'm not saying that other filmmakers are scared to use this type of technology. I just feel like other filmmakers don't use this technology to tell the story the way James Cameron could. Yes. Honestly, I, I feel personally like James Cameron is the only guy that can really pull this off. I I, I don't see, and mind you, I love, listen, you know how much I love Christopher Nolan. You know how much I love uh, Spielberg and Quentin Tarantino. I'm not saying that they can't do it, but to the to the perfection and the execution that James Cameron did, mm-hmm. I only think he's mm-hmm. the only one that can do it and get away oh, with it. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the, oh, absolutely. And I wanted to ask you, with the 3D, did you feel at some point that you kind of forgot that it was in 3D? Because I personally did. I, like... At first, it I was like, oh, we're watching a 3D movie. But as, like, once we were, like, you know, at least halfway through, like, I forgot that I even had the glasses on. I forgot that this movie was in 3D. Like, what I was watching yeah. was, like, it was just, like, that was happening. I was never at one point being like, oh, this is weird. Like, it's popping out at me. Like, this is a 3D experience. Like, I no, no. not once no. felt that way. Well, you know, because, and that's what I said. That's what I was saying before. He doesn't use 3D as a gimmick. Like, I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many times I've seen movies where they literally use a 3D as a gimmick. There's a part where, like, the sword comes out the screen and it looks like it hits yes. you. Like, those are gimmicks. He does not use it. There's not one scene in the movie where you get that whole thing of, like, oh my God, no. the, 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 the gun is in my face or the, or the, or the, the sh- whales or the- come or the whales coming at me or something. No, yeah. it's not, it's not Never used that. for that. It's mm-hmm. not used, the, the 3D mm-hmm. is not used for that. The 3D is, again, it's used as a, as a, almost like as an ambiotic effect to put you inside the screen. So, you know how you think about 3D, you think about things coming outside the screen. The yes. 3D in this movie is more about t- putting you in your seat and putting you in the movie. 
Yes. So you're yes. you're flying with with Jake Sully. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're in the water with the children. You know what I mean? You're in space with the space marines. Like that's what the 3D is for and it's done so effectively, it's done so well that you're right. You're watching this movie and you kind of forget that you're watching something in 3D. Now, for me, it was a little different because for me, again, I was watching it in IMAX. So I was watching it in a really, really big screen. So it's like, you know, you're getting hit with not just the sound, you're getting hit with this massive screen. So, you know, it's just there's so much stimulus that yeah, you're uh, getting I was going to say, like simulation. In. Yeah. You're, you're getting so much of that in, but it's so amazing. And again, I there's certain... There's certain films and there's certain directors that I that I will spend my money on on for for um IMAX. This ticket for IMAX was pricey. This was a $27 ticket. Okay. Wow, so that's expensive. Yes, for, but you know Canadian, what? Canadian, that's like 35 or something like yeah. that. That's expensive. But yeah. you know what? For James Cameron, I will pay it. that. For yeah. Christopher Nolan, I will pay that. For Steven Spielberg, I will pay that. For Quentin Tarantino, I would pay that. For for Mars Scorsese, I would pay that because I know what I'm getting. You know what I mean? I know the quality in the director mm-hmm. that I'm getting. I know that the director is not just putting that movie on IMAX just to say, oh, yeah, it's on IMAX. No. Did you, He's putting um, it on IMAX for that purpose of making you feel like you're part of the adventure. Yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. Uh, oh, I was going to ask, did you watch Top Gun Maverick in IMAX? You know what? I didn't, and I tried hard to, and I wanted to see that in IMAX. Like, I think that I would have been good in IMAX. So, oh my god, that would have been amazing. Who directed that? That movie was shot. Uh, that you know who directed that? I'm gonna tell you who directed that. The director of that movie's name is Joseph uh, Kalinsky. I think his name is Kalinsky. Um, he directed a movie with Tom Cruise before that called Oblivion. Beautiful looking movie, very clean. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Yes, but you know what else he directed that you definitely seen. That a movie that I love, that it's one of the cleanest looking movies I have ever seen in my entire life. He directed Tron Legacy. Oh. To this day, I have not seen a movie that looks as clean. Like, like just, it is such a clean looking movie. Like, just neat. Mm-hmm. How it looks. The look, digital okay. way. And I think the reason is that because it's on a video game. You know, video games are supposed to look perfect. So, it just looks clean. But yeah, he directed that movie, and and it's yo Mel, me and you were right here. It, you're mentioning you're mentioning Top Gun, and and again at the beginning of the podcast, I had said this was a year that mm-hmm. really made going to the movie special, and Top Gun, three movies for me that stood out this year that felt special that I felt like was such a special was the Batman, Top Gun, and Avatar. Like those three movies, and they're all so different in their own yeah, kind of way. Yeah. But that's because mm-hmm. these three directors chose to take each of their respective films and put it in a direction that is reminiscent of classic cinema, you know? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, like I said, with, mm-hmm. with, with The Batman, you, Matt Reeves took it to the direction of we're going to take this to classic noir crime, you know? And then with Top Gun, Joseph Kalinsky took it to let's take this to big spectacle blockbuster Oof. cinema. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then now with Avatar, yeah. James Cameron said, well, you know what? We're going to take what you did, Joseph Kalinsky, and we're going to take it to a, a further level by adding this digital element that, yo, Mel, I'm watching this movie and there's parts where I'm like, I cannot fucking believe this is CGI. 
Like that. Okay, is thank you. Okay, we're all, okay. This is perfect segue. Perfect segue because my next question is, or my next thought really is, while I was watching this movie, I was like, "How did they do it? How? Like, you, literally, what you just said with the CGI. Like, nothing in this film looked like it was CGI. Everything looked real." Even the damn avatars looked real. The Navi, the like the upgrade that these avatars, the Navi, the people, the, the blue people had from the first film were in the first film. Like it still looks. I mean, when you first mm -hmm. saw it, it was like, oh my god, like this is yeah. these are people. Like what's going on? But this movie took it to another level where the water falling on their faces, the poor, like it looked like real. It looked like they were wearing makeup. Not that this was like motion captured in any yeah. way. The whole movie, I was like, how did they do this? Like, how? How, how did he do it? I, I'm... I, I, I want to see the. I, I'm words. dying to see the behind the scenes of this movie. Like, I, I'm, I want him. Dying. I want him to release it online because I know they do that typically. So maybe this week we'll get like a releasing of how they do it. Because I'm dying to see that. I know that they shot the movie underwater. I know they did that. Yes, I know that. And obviously, yes. if you see the movie, you can tell. Like, uh, we were talking about after we finished watching the movie. Like, we've seen a ton of movies that take place underwater that are supposed to be, you know, digital or whatever. Like and nothing Aquaman? looked like this. Yeah, nothing looked like <laughs> this. Like this didn't look digital. This looked like it was real. Like this looked like they went somewhere to a beautiful beach out in Fiji or somewhere in yes. Bora Bora. And they literally took the camera and said, yo, we're going to go underwater. We're going to shoot this. Like, you, do you understand how hard it is? I, I play video games. And I've seen graphics improve from the 1980s all the way up until now. So graphics have, have improved when it comes to video mm -hmm. games. Do you know how difficult it is in video games and digital to recreate water, the movement of water and the look mm -hmm. of water? It is incredibly difficult. It's very difficult. It's, in general, it's very difficult <clears throat> to recreate nature. And yes. the way Cameron did it in this movie, especially the water, the movement of the water, the interact, and you said it, the interaction of the water with the skin. Like I told you, there's that part where... And he did it on purpose. There's a part where you see that the hand of the Navi is wrapping around the holster of the uh, of the of the an of the sea creature. Yes, and uh -huh. he takes the leather and he wraps it around. And the, and the and the scene focused on the hand, but you had to look at what it was. He's literally showing you, like, yeah, he's trying to remind you as an audience member, yeah, that's not real. That's a digital hand. But the water interacting with the skin of the of the Navi with the leather, then the wrapping around of it. I'm like, I looked at that scene and I'm like, that's fucking, that's, that's not real, Rodney. That's, that's CGI. <laughs> that's CGI. That's not real not water. Real. That's not real. No. And it's like, I looked at, that's not real water. That's digital water. Like, I'm like, this is incredible. Like the levels that this has taken uh, uh, movies, but you see, this is the thing. When the first Avatar came out, like I was really into the, that movie because of the technological feats that that movie was going at. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh man, this is going to change movies and this and that and this and that. And sadly it didn't because what it did change was that studios got greedy and they just wanted to use 3D as a gimmick to sell, to sell more money on tickets mm -hmm. instead of using the techniques and the technology 
that he did and adapting it to other movies. Now, some movies did do it, but I thought we would see more of a leap and a bound and more movies doing that. I really, really hope that this go around, if studios are going to mimic what he did, take the CGI level, take that to that extent. And even if that means that it's going to take longer for us to get more movies, so be it. I'm fine with that. I don't need to have, you know... And, you know, I know we talk about it with superhero movies. Like, I don't need to have four or five superhero movies come out every year. Yeah, because it's all become now about quantity over quality. Yeah, and the the CGI looks like shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'd rather you give me one superhero movie a year, maybe two, but I'm getting this quality, this beautiful looking product over just, oh, yeah, I got, you know, four superhero flicks. You know, I don't need that. You know, mm-hmm. and and that's what this movie showed you. This movie showed you, yeah, it took 13 years. It took a hell of a long time. Worth it. But when though. you get that quality Ooh. in terms of what you're looking at. And, you know, I know we're, 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 we're talking a lot about the effects. And I know most people are saying, oh, well, I know about the effects. So what about the story? The thing oh, is we'll get, this. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get the there. thing is yeah. this. And, I'm not, and I'm, not, I'm not minoring the story at all. The thing that you have to understand is the effects, that world, everything. That's part of the storytelling part aspect. Of the, it's part yes. of it. It's exactly. part of it. It's okay. not just. It's mm-hmm. not just. Uh, it's not just. You know, the 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 whipped cream on top of the cake and the cherry. It's not that. It's part. It's part of the cake. The special effect, just as much as the ingredients to make the cake as the story is part of the thing. It all combines and it all makes this movie that special. And it's really I mean, it, it really is an experience. Yeah. It's not I, it's it's so interesting because talking about this movie is so different than talking about like any other regular film. Like I don't know, like you, it's just so different because it really felt like it mostly like an experience. It felt like a ride. It felt like oh, it, I mean, I I did feel like I was on. It was like you were saying in the beginning where it felt like the ride in Animal Kingdom. Did. Which, by the did. way, all I needed was the breathing. All I needed yeah. was the breathing uh, yes. creature between yeah. my legs. Yes. <laughs> so, like, exactly. So, like, it, I, and watch Hollocks if you haven't been at the ride in Animal Kingdom, um, Flight of Passage. Um, if you go to Animal Kingdom, highly recommend you go on that ride. The wait will be long, but I swear to you, it is worth every minute you wait i waited when it first came out i waited about three hours to get on that ride and i to this day have never regretted those three hours of my life somebody I had still said remember. Like, you can watch the movie while you wait to get on that's how yeah, long we the, said that the wait is. i still remember the first time i got on it you were with us and it was the funniest yeah. thing we got online we got there early just to go there, and then the ride wasn't oh, working. Yes. And then we were just – Mel, you were the smart one. You were like saying, let's hang yeah. around here because as soon as they open yeah. up, we can just get on. So we literally waited. We went to the area where they have like the food and stuff, and all I hear is Mel's little voice, they open up the ride. <laughs> we just started <laughs> We started jetting. Dude, we, we did not ran. wait. Like, we didn't even wait 10 no. minutes. No. We didn't. We didn't even wait 10 minutes. And actually what saved us was, okay, so um, Rodney's daughter was really young still, so she couldn't go on the ride. So at Disney, what they do, you have like a swap thing. So you could, so like my parents stayed behind while I went with like Alf. Is it Alf again? Alpha yeah, right? you, me, and Alpha, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you, me, uh, Rodney's wife, all three of us, we went on while our parents, while my parents waited with his, with Rodney's daughter. And then 
you could swap and then they got to go on it while somebody else waited. Oh, they didn't wait was, either. They waited like they waited no, like 20 think, minutes, I think it was. I think they waited like 20 minutes because the swap thing. So it like it actually helped us out that Rodney had his daughter oh, with us. That was awesome. Shout out <laughs> but, shout out to my yeah. daughter. She helped out. Shout out day. to Mackenzie. Shout out. Yes. Shout out. Big time, big time, um, big time. But yeah, that's just a side note. Go and go and uh on Fight of Passage if you ever go to Animal Kingdom. Yeah. But yeah, like we were saying, I I was just amazed at how how real it looked. It, it, I, and, and I am really looking forward to whenever they have this behind the scenes thing. Because like the only thing I know is the whole thing about like all the actors had to learn to hold their breath. I think Kate Winslet's like seven minutes. So she like broke Tom Cruise's record. It's like this whole thing they keep talking about. And everyone had to learn you know, free diving and, and all this stuff. And you can tell in this movie. And like mm-hmm. as I was watching it, I was also like, Man, like, how did how did they film? Like, because you know, like a lot of there's a lot of action underwater. Like, yeah, there is they're on the little sea creature thingies that are like in the water, like going. And I'm like, yeah. are they? Were they actually? I think they were actually on like these like rig things underneath the water. They had to like that, that whale. Like, how I want to know how they did that with the whale because that was such a massive creature in the in the movie. You could tell it was huge. So I really wonder how did they recreate that to that scale? The whale, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. Because for the to recreate to do yeah. something of that scale, and then to do it in water, like it's one thing to do it out over land, but in water and to mimic that movement, like I mean, I know they didn't put motion capture and balls on like a freaking humpback whale or anything. So yeah, this was, like this is insane. Must have been like a baby like, or something in the water. I guess. It might have been, know. but just that movement, I, man. Let me it tell was, you, this yeah. movie, there's. There's a ton of things that I want to know how they pulled it how off they did it. because, again, you watch this movie and you you got to understand everything is CGI that is not a human being on screen. Everything is CGI. Everything. Everything. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um, what did you think about the runtime? Do you think was it was do you, it. do you think it was too long? I mean, we watched nope. Batman. Batman was pretty long, too. Um, yeah. And, I mean, for me, like, I... Me, I'm, come on! I'm a Lord of the Rings, please. Yeah, no, I can I'm sit through an extended version of Lord of the Rings. Rings. You could go through anything. If you could fine. do Lord of the Rings, you could do, if, especially you could do specifically Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. That is long AF. Like, if you could sit through yeah. that, you can sit through this. Yeah. Um, no, this was different. Know, this this yeah. didn't feel like it. It you never the, uh, felt, the, did the, you ever the, feel the time, or were you like, oh wow, that's no. it, it's over, like. I was more concerned. I'm like, I don't want this to end. I don't want to end. leave this thing. <laughs> I want to you know stay I mean? in the world. And then I ended, yeah, up, yeah, I ended yeah. up getting like, in that last 45 minutes, I ended up getting like just, I started moving in my seat because it was more anxiety because I'm like, oh my God, what the hell is going to happen? Who's going to die? Yes. So it was more, I was moving around and I see more of just for the anxiety aspect of it because I was yes. just so Yes, agreed. Agreed. There was a, a, a moment um, and we'll get into a spoiler section soon. We're not at spoilers yeah. yet. Um, no, no, no. But with... Um, there was like, especially in that third act of the film, the anxiety, like the the oh my god, what's gonna happen? Who's dying? Someone's dying. What's going yeah. on? And levels were just, high. Levels were levels high. were were high. You didn't know yeah. how people were getting out of stuff and who, if you were gonna survive, etc. Where this was going. Mm-hmm. Um, so quick for, thing, for sure. quick thing before I know we're gonna go into the story, but quick thing, one <laughs> thing I really did enjoy. Few things. Um, I love the little. I love the recap. I love how they did the recap of the story of where they were at now, where Jake Sully and Nick oh, you liked were the beginning in their lives. I like the you recap. I think that yeah, I think it was good. People, I think it was very well done. Some people thought it was like they felt like 
it was kind of slow. So like, because it was just, like a lot of exposition, basically. I didn't mind it because I kind of wanted to know. Like, honestly, I, I wanted to rewatch it because there was so much said. I was like, crap, wait, whose kid is this? Is it because they have so many kids? So I was like, yeah. wait, whose kid is this? Wait, they're not. That's not her kid. Oh, so I felt like I need to watch it again. Well, I know yeah. I want to watch this again. But yeah, I want to watch saying. it again. But but yeah, I loved how they they went through the exposition. I like the exposition. I don't mind exposition in the movie. Listen, I'm a Christopher Nolan fan. That man does exposition. He loves it, and I love that he does that because to me, you know what that means? That means he's not treating me like an idiot. He's he wants me to understand what's going on. He's not leaving things up to chance. He's not. He's trying to let me know, yo, this is what's going on. You're gonna learn to love it, and I love it. I love, but he, but to me, it didn't even feel slow. It felt very like. Like it filled it filled in everything really well, real, real, real well. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I did. You know what? One thing I really would have loved just a little bit more clearing on on the Sigourney Weaver angle with her, um, yeah. with the baby being born. I would like a little bit more, like yes. kind of clear up on that. Maybe on a second viewing, since I know what to look for, I'll kind of uh-huh. I'll yeah. go more into that. So I think a second viewing would help out with that. But I enjoyed that part. One thing I really enjoyed, and shout out to 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 Cameron. Did he write the movie? James Cameron? Yeah. I don't know who wrote the movie. I gotta find out. I don't out. know. But there's a scene right at the beginning up. when Jake Sully is looking at his children and he's talking about the whole Navi language thing and about how, like, you know, like, you know, it took him a while oh, yeah. to like mm-hmm. understand it. But it, this is the thing. It's the way that Jake Sully was sitting and he had like kind of like this look on his face, like his hair was kind of undone and he was just kind of, he had like, it almost like, like kind of like a dumb look on his face, like, like, like that, like looking, but you know, he's talking in a voiceover saying like, after a while, the Navi language, you know, just sounded like English oh, to me. Yeah. 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 And uh-huh. then you heard the kids talking in the Navi language. And then as soon as he said that it clicked into English, kind of indicating to us as an audience again. This is us coming into the movie going like, uh, yeah, you're you're in Jake Sully's. You're almost looking at this movie oh, as next yeah. to Jake Sully where whatever he's saying, you're experiencing it. So as he said, yeah, it becomes English. The kids start talking English. So it's like you as a cue, like, yeah, they're the whole movie, they're all speaking Navi, by the way. It's just that that cue of it became English it also affected the audience itself. Oh, that's what that was. Interesting. I didn't pick that up on that. That's how I, that's how I personally got it. That they are they are that they were talking Navi the whole time. That's how I picked. Well, it up. no, because there is a part. Isn't there a part where, like, with one of the kids, where he like pretends he doesn't speak English or something, or that he doesn't speak Navi? Isn't there? I feel like there was like a joke or something like that. Maybe oh, I'm not he, sure, but no, 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 it wasn't a joke. It was um, um, it was a part with um that spider character and Hortage and, and when he and, yeah, and, where he was like saying that he didn't like speak yeah. English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and what it only, was. That's what so, it was. So yeah, so I was like, well, but I mean, I can see yours. I I never thought that. I was just like, now that mm-hmm. you're saying it, I was like, oh, interesting. I I yeah, never I didn't yeah. pick that pick up on that, but that, that's. Good thought. I didn't yeah. think, see, I didn't think that. Uh, there um, you go. <laughs> yeah, see, this is why we have these conversations. Um, there you go. What's it called? So, do you would you think? Um, do you think it's this is going to beat uh, Avatar's uh, 
billion uh, dollar, what's it called? Oh, it's going to make a billion. It's going to make a billion. That's easy. It'll probably make a billion and a half. He's talking about like, oh, this movie needs to make two billion. Yeah. You know, I don't even know what the final numbers were. I don't even know what the final numbers were for the, for what the worldwide cum. I think the last I heard was like 500 something million. But Damn. this movie could easily have like a lot of legs because if you really think about it, for the rest of the year, in terms of like, especially with Christmas coming up next week, yeah, I mean, I don't see anything coming time. out. No, I don't see anything coming out in January. This movie could easily run being number one all the way up until, honestly, Ant-Man. all the way up until Ant Man. Yeah, and that's half, and that's that's mid February. So you're and talking like, about yeah, that's a lot. That's a, that's like a good like over ten weeks being number one. So it and could also, make it. also, I think it could also make it, but because of the fact that also this movie is a movie that a lot of people are probably gonna. I I feel like people are rewatching it. Number one, number two, yep. it's an IMAX. People are rewatching it. It's in three D. All these things make it cost much more money than if you're just buying a regular ten dollar or no. Not ten dollars. We don't have those anymore. Fifteen dollars. Depends on where you live. Depends on where you live. Depends on maybe where you live. there. Maybe there might be a ten dollar. Maybe or like uh, if you go to the um, matinees, <laughs> if they if it still happens in your theater. If it still happens in the theater, you know. But for the most part, I think it it, it can. I feel like it will, especially if it does. If nothing else beats it, it can. I feel like it will make the amount of money because of how much people are spending to watch it in IMAX and in 3D. This is all extra cash. No, I feel like we need so. to um every week, every week we need to check to see where this is at in the box office. So, and yeah. we gotta update our watch a Yes. See, see like how yeah. much for an It'd be kind of fun. It would like, be kind of fun. Avatar made this amount of money this weekend. This no, because I'm really are. I'm I'm really curious now. Like now that I thought about it, I mean, could this run the gamut and be number one for that long? I gotta see. Now I'm thinking like I gotta look at what's coming out. And what can really dethrone this thing from? from I don't think there's anything because movies don't don't really come out in January. No, nothing. That's why I said in February. In February, um, uh, Ant Man is probably the. Ant Man. I know what I know. I know what could take it down. Cocaine bear. Stop it! I knew you were gonna say it. I knew you were gonna. (laughs) As soon as I saw your face, I was like, "Oh my god, he's gonna say cocaine bear." Cocaine bear takes it down. I already can see the commercial. I can see Elizabeth Banks be like the the movie that took down Avatar. Like the one thing that could take down an Avatar is a cocaine riddled bear. bear. (laughs) Like, oh my god, I can see that happen. No, but all jokes aside, though. I really do think that this could run the gamut and be number one from this weekend all the way up until February. I could see it happen because I just, you're right with all the repeat viewings. And then another thing you didn't mention that will make it more money too, is that this movie, I don't know if it got released already, but it's going to get released in China. Oh yes. You know that that is huge. This movie is huge over there. So I'm telling you, man, this movie could I do it. It really could. Yeah. It really could. Now and that I I'm think thinking a about lot it, of, it really could. I think also this movie is right now, it's definitely moving quick on the word of mouth because there has yeah. there hasn't been anybody who I've met who's been like or that I've heard or seen like everyone that I, I've heard their reviews oh. and thoughts, everyone oh. has said it's I just want to say something. I'm gonna cut you off. Another way you could tell that Rotten Tomatoes is a piece of shit is that this movie's ranked seventy eight on Rotten Tomatoes. 
just I want you to As digest that for a minute. All those people that literally, yes, all those people that literally live off of Rotten Tomatoes that make a decision off of Rotten Tomatoes, and that saw this movie and thought it was amazing, just know that the critics gave it a seventy-eight percent. I just want you to think about that for a second. That's sad. Okay, good. That is let's sad. get back to our review. Yeah. Let's get back to our review. Uh, okay, so let's get into spoilers, I guess, so we can talk about the story now or yeah, yeah, yeah. more in detail about story okay. things. Do you think? Um, um, like, what did you think about the the family aspect? And you know, all the, the kids and like the older brother, like the younger brother, Kiri. I think it's what are their I, names? I think it's Loak. Lo- uh, let me Kiri. get you the roster. The roster here. I got the I got the thing in front of me because they all have uh, weird, interesting names. It's Loak Kiri. What's the older brother's name? Uh, let me see here. I'm ta- sorry. Let ta- me. I had ta- something here open with the cast list. You want to hear something real funny? I I don't know. I if when you get a chance, Google like Avatar Two: Way of the Water cast and look at the cast that that um Google gives. For some reason, Google put Vin Diesel in this movie, and I'm like, yes, agreed. <laughs> I was like, where was he? The whale? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> And then Michelle Yeoh is in this movie. I'm like, I don't remember Michelle Yeoh being in this movie. Like, what are they talking about? It's so weird. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the kids. Okay, so the kids, we got... um, It's uh, Neteyam. Neteyam. We We have uh, Loak. Yes. And we have Took. And we have... uh, Kiri, which is... Kiri. Kiri. That I'll never hurt because her name was the easiest. (laughs) Yeah. Kiri. Hers was the easiest. Kiri. Yeah. Yeah, um, I yeah, I thought that all the kid actors were actually really good in this. And so then talking about, and that makes me think about just in general with this film, I feel like this movie really put Sully and Atiri in more of like a back part. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't. I felt more. I felt like it put Atiri. I feel like it put Natsuri more in the back. And, oh, and even like, more her. Like, it was like her in the, in the back, then Sully, and then it was like the kids. Like, the kids yeah. are what this movie was about. It was like their, I felt like it was mostly their perspective, what they're going through. And yeah, the mm-hmm. movie's about family. Overall, this movie yeah, is that's about the protecting your families. Or overarching mm-hmm. storyline here is this is about family. And I think the movie did a really good job of really really showing that um mm-hmm. like how important this family was um to the whole just to the whole story yeah just in general yeah, this yeah, really yeah, was yeah. about the, family um, what did you, yeah the relationship and oh my god like what then it's like if we want to talk about like each individual kid or whatever you know with Kiri, who is also played by Sigourney Weaver who died mm-hmm. in the first film and you kind of had mentioned it about how like I wish I got a little bit more of a background on like the whole baby thing. And I totally agree. I was very caught off guard. Like I was like, wait, cause it kind of like really breezed by, like they breezed through that. They were like, yeah, she's made from like, um, professor or Dr. Augustine's like, she had a baby. And I was like, she had a baby. Like her avatar had a baby. So I'm like, mm-hmm. and then you're like, and then she, I have a theory. I have a theory. Ooh, you have a theory. Okay. I'm waiting for the theory. Um, so that part, I wish, I, I don't know, that was kind of like interesting. And then like the whole idea, and this is also about like, I think really setting up the next film because obviously this just really touched on it with her like having 
powers of some sort, being able to control yep. the underwater creatures. They showed that. I was like, what 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 just happened? What is going on? Like and and they didn't even go back to it. It was kind of like, we're just gonna throw that in there. Don't mm-hmm. worry, it'll come back. They just threw that mm-hmm. in there and then like no one asked, like, hey, uh how were you able to control that? Like, no one asked any questions. It was yeah. kind of just like, oh, what's going on? Um, yeah. So that was, I, I, but okay, I have one, gri- well, two gripes. My one okay. gripe with Kiri specifically is sometimes I felt like it took me out a little bit because I sometimes could hear Sigourney Weaver, like her voice. Mm-hmm. Like, cause she would kind of go in and out. Like it, she would sound like a 13 year old kid. And then like she, the character is very mature. So then like out of yeah. nowhere, sometimes like I would, I'd be like, Oh, that's weird. It's Sigourney Weaver. Talk. Like, but then like, that's her mom. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, it, it threw me off sometimes. Overall, yeah. I, I, I like her character, like her 13 year old character she's playing, but it is a little, it, it took me out sometimes. Cause I was like, Oh, I, I hear her voice. Why, 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 why do I hear Sigourney Weaver? <laughs> So it was kind of weird, but for me, out of all of the kids, I, I I did really like the brothers. I thought their relationship was great. I liked the fact that it really centered around the second born, um, around Loak and like really his, like his journey. I felt like his like this movie was really about him, like yeah, his journey of like figuring himself out and like, uh. Ugh. Even though, I mean, you know, talking about spoilers here, but you know, the bro- the older brother does die, and mm. <laughs> I freaking knew it. Like I'm watching this whole the whole movie, the whole movie. I was like, I don't, I don't know if this guy's gonna make it. Like, set, so they were setting why, us up. That's why the whole ending, like, I was just like, I was so, I was giving, I was getting so like anxious because I didn't know when it was going to happen or if it actually was going to happen. But I just kept having an inkling that they were going to kill off the brother, but I didn't mm-hmm. know when it was going to happen. So that whole time that the whole battle is happening in the last part of this film, I'm like, Oh my God. Anytime that he was like by himself or like not paying attention, I was like, please pay attention to your surroundings. Please pay attention. To mm-hmm. <laughs> I was mm-hmm. like freaking out. And then when he got sh- in that whole shootout, I was like, it was very reminiscent of the first film with Dr. Augustine because that's how she died. Yeah. It was a shootout of them trying to escape. And there were some movies, some parts of this movie, um, side note, that were very parallel to the mm-hmm. first film. I, I would say you yeah. would probably agree with that. Like there were yeah, 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 yeah. beats to the film that were very like, oh, this kind of happened in the first film. Uh, yeah. Kind of similar. It did bother me, but I was like, oh, this is very reminiscent of the first film. Um. Yeah. But that scene really, oof, that was devastating when they, when the, when he, when he died. Um, yeah, very, that was, that was a, that was very hard. And I agree with you. We knew it was coming, but it was still like. Yeah, I knew it was coming. And then it's like, it was like, I leaned on it happening to the older brother. But then at the same time, I was like, oh, they might, they might also pull something on us and it'd be the, the, the younger brother too. You know, it, they could do that. Um, again, that's why that whole last 45 minutes was just so anxiety filled because you knew something was going to happen. Like you knew, okay, someone's going to die. It's too much. There's too much things happening. There's too many, like, I want to say like four warnings going on. Yes. That, and even at the beginning of the movie, like you can tell that 
these two brothers liked being in danger. They liked doing all these things. So it's and almost the older like, brother okay, always has to watch mm-hmm. out for the younger brother and not get him killed. And oh, yeah, that that was a that was something. And yeah, when he died, it was a definitely a um, uh, uh, just tough. And again, kudos to 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 Karen. I'm trying to find out who wrote the story. I want to say it was James Karen. I but think it was. Who, uh, James. It's it's his it's his story. So we're we're gonna give him kudos. I think I'm it's sorry. James. Yeah. Um, Kudos to him on it's very difficult. And I had this conversation with with, with my wife and 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 my my sister-in-law and her husband. Then they saw the movie with us. Um when you see a movie, especially nowadays, and you know, I, you're gonna see where I'm gonna get to when I say what I'm gonna say. Usually, many general audiences nowadays, for the last 10 years, have been accustomed to having to care about a character because they've seen 20 movies um, regarding a certain character or a group of characters. So when a death happens to this character, it's like, oh my God, they died. And I got to be sad because this person died. And I've been, I've been on a journey for 20, for 10 years and this character died. It's, you know, I've, I've been, I've been following this character. So in a situation like that, it's understandable how you like, wow. Yeah. I could see why you feel that way. But for a movie that this is the second movie and for you to feel this pain, this, this sense of just like of downright sadness for these characters, these kids who you just met in this movie, by the mm-hmm, way, mm-hmm. so you to feel that that is a testament to how the story is told in the movie. Yeah. And the way the story is told in this movie, the way you can tell how Jake Sully and Atiri care about these kids you as an audience member watching this movie, it makes you care for them just as much. And again, you didn't need 10, 20 movies in a long franchise to tell you to care about these characters. No, yeah. this is the second movie doing this. And it worked. It worked because of the writing and it worked because of the acting. And it worked because of what you're seeing on screen. Sell it, you know? Like every time Jake Sully was correcting the brothers, oh no, you're the older brother. You're supposed to be there. And you, you're a disappointment to me. This and that. Like those are things, mm-hmm. those are little markers that a writer and an actor put in when you're watching a scene to make you, to, 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 to pick up this emotion, to make you care about these characters when they're on their own and the parents or the older guardian isn't there to like, you know, to like keep them on a leash. You know what I mean? So anytime... Mm-hmm. The middle child went off on his own. You were always afraid, like, oh, man, you're going to get into trouble. Don't get into trouble, man. Like, you got into trouble last time. You know what I mean? Anytime these kids are all together, you're like, fuck, man, why do you guys always got to go on an adventure together? You got to take the little kid with you. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Why are you taking but the little I didn't one? Mind that. I, did, I didn't mind that because to me, that's a realistic thing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I know a bunch of true. people. I know a bunch of people mm-hmm. that have siblings. My wife. My wife is... My wife... Uh, um, you know, she has a younger sister and she has an older brother and she has a lot of cousins. And they usually, when my wife used to go out, she used to take all her cousins with her. They would all go together. So she was in charge of them because she's the oldest. And it's in the same situation in this movie where it's like, oh, well, you're going out and you're bringing the other kids with you. Because like he said playfully in the movie, oh, if I don't take her, she's going to go and say, oh, I'm going to tell dad this and that. Yeah. But you, But it doesn't come off as corny because... That happens. That's happens. a real yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? true. And you got to also understand, these kids are teenagers, you know? Teenagers tend to rebel. They tend yeah, to go on adventures. Yeah, what were their ages? And it worked. 
I, I I don't know. I never they never really specified, but I mean I'm just going off of how they I, act. I'm pretty like, sure they were, they were like teenagers. teenagers. Like teenagers. I def- would say 13, like, yeah, 14, like 15 in that realm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 that worked. And that's what made Oof. those scenes. And that's what mm. ultimately made the death of the oldest so powerful. Because the entire movie, you were being warned about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yes. it worked. It did. It mm-hmm. really, really did. So yeah. I'm telling you, uh, I, I I loved it. I, I loved that the, whole the, aspect. The family aspect, yeah. The film, you know? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it was, I mean, and I remember, like, hearing a lot of interviews with, um, you know, Zoe Saldana and, and Sam Worthington talking about the film and what it was really about. And they, you know, really stressed about how this movie is about family. And I think that they couldn't describe it any better. I thought that's exactly what what it was. Um, I thought um, the introduction of the new, of the, of, of the new type of uh, Navi, you know, the or uh, Metekaina, Metekaina, I think is what they're called. Yeah, the Metekaina tribe. I really liked them as characters. It was so interesting how yeah. like different they looked because they looked very like fish like. At first, I didn't notice it until like a little bit into it, and I was like, "Wait, why do they? Oh shoot, they actually look like fish. Like that's yeah, they have like fins their tails on their are arms. like yeah. are like fins. Their their tails are different because I didn't realize, you know, I." You know, you watch the first movie. I just thought everyone looked the same on the yeah. planet. I didn't realize that like different tribes look different and have different, you know, mm-hmm. things. So that was an interesting. Um, what did you think of um, Kate Winslet's character? First of all, it was, was weird. I didn't. I I was like, oh shit, that's Kate Winslet. Like I, if she was really good, I couldn't tell it was her. <laughs> I couldn't tell it was her either. Honestly, I it took tell. me a while to remember. Like, oh shit, Kate Winslet is, is in this movie, and that's her. I I couldn't tell, but. Kate Winslet is amazing. She's, you know, hey, it's Kate Winslet, multi-Oscar winning actress. Yeah, I and you know, as interesting as like, I found that her character was very similar to Natiri's character. Very like strong-willed women who are like, and it was funny because they were like bickering with each other, they clashed, but they're they clashed. Like, they clashed because they were so similar. Yeah, um, and I, I'm actually interested to see how that relationship progresses. As mm-hmm. we move forward in the movies, um, I love because- the banter. By the way, when they first got there, and Sully was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, my wife had a long journey," and something, and it just, it just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was cool because it just, it just like, it's like this is conversations that we would have here on this planet. Like if one of our significant others was like, yes, particularly, like we'd apologize for them, but like they're doing it too. And I just, I thought it was cool. I was like, that's pretty freaking cool. How that. That and, that crosses mm-hmm. alien and extraterrestrial like kind of things, or yes. they, even they do that, just like we. Yeah, do. Even they do that because they were like it, it, they were. It, it felt like number one, like a married couple who've been together, have a family, and this is how you'd be like. I'm so sorry. I apologize. My wife has just been like you know she's she's been traveling a long time. <laughs> and didn't she say <laughs> don't, don't apologize for me? Didn't she say so? I feel like she yes, said something yeah. like that. I yeah, was yeah, like, this she is did. Awesome. She did. This was it great. was awesome. I I totally I I agree. Um, I I I love that. So now one thing that was interesting, and I, I know like some people cover it, and I think it's just because um, it's just setting this up for the other for the next films. Um, is that I thought that the 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 story was going to have more of a romance element, but I feel like it eventually kind of 
like it kind of introduced it and then it just like left and then you were just concentrating on the rest of the stuff because obviously like you we I don't know if I'm pretty sure eventually like there's definitely gonna be like a relationship there moving forward between the two kids yeah the two the, the two kids yeah the, the two yeah, tribes yeah Loak Loak and I wonder what the girl's name is Tisrea yeah that could Tisrea. be yeah, yeah that could be it yeah yeah I loved that part I thought it was like also like really reminiscent of like you know, teenagers when she was yeah. like telling him it to slow down his breath. It, it was, was so cute. cute. And then he it was, was just like, cute. and then everybody was just like, like that is something really that would fast. happen. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cute. It, it was, was like cute, perfect. Man. I thought it was, yeah. it, it was very reminiscent of like real teenagers who were just like, yeah. oh my God, I like a girl. Like what's happening? Or, I like a boy. This is weird. What's happening? Yeah. Um. So I, I, I think, I think the kids in this movie did a, the kids they know, sold it you know, they they sold it they did a really good job it. and because they are the forefront of this film um i loved that they that so like what did you think like with the whole like sully like treating his family like like a like a squad <laughs> like a military like that was very you know, was very military like that's the thing I, I i'm not a military person i don't really have a lot of military people in my everyday life but I do yes. think that that's something that does happen with military people. They kind of tend to take that aspect of being in the military and they bring it into their lives, especially when they have children. You know, um, it's a trope yes, that sir. you see. And, yeah, there's a trope uh, that you always see uh, in movies and TV shows. Yes, sir. No, sir. And then squat up yeah. and listen that. Take a knee. You know, and because you got to understand, you know, Jake Sully, from the first one, remember, he was a jarhead his whole career, you know, up until when... You know, he was in a wheelchair, but he was still a jarhead. You never shake off being in the military. So as as, as, long, as much as I know, uh, that's something that you're going to have for life. And he brought that element into being a dad and being a family man because that's all he knew. knew. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, we don't know about Jake's uh, relationship with his family. You know, we know he had a brother, obviously a twin brother. But I don't I think from the first movie, I think he said that they weren't very close. Yeah. So, I, I'm assuming his dynamic as a family growing up probably wasn't the best. So the only thing he's ever learned out of being a family is being in the military. So him being a father and a husband, he used those aspects and it wasn't very lo- endearing. I mean, I think his kids loved him. You saw scenes in the movie where they're all together hugging and stuff. So yeah. there was love there. But I think what happened is once their safety became an issue, the military man thing yeah. kicked in and and yeah. and he lost the the whole thing of how he had it before about being a family man stuff. I think he lost that because he became Jake Sully the soldier again. Yeah. And I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's what, what mm-hmm. you know affected his relationship with with his with his with sons. His sons. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I did like there was that one part, you know that was funny when they what? got in the fight. And they got in the fight. You know what what Par was talking about? He was like fighting, and then like the brother leaves, and then the older brother, he's like, Well, who, who, like, how'd the other guy look? How'd the other guy look? He's like, Really bad. He's like, All right, good, but don't tell anyone. I thought that was funny. Like, that was that was awesome. Yeah, I laughed at that. I thought that was that was good. I think the movie did really well with those like little humor moments. Yeah, like it wasn't, it was like perfect. It was, it felt. Felt it real. Felt, felt real. And that's yeah. the thing. Again, this is why I give this movie a lot of credit. The dialogue felt real. The dialogue felt 
like these people would say these things, these, the, this dynamic would say this. It mm-hmm. didn't feel out of place. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen the movies where the dialogue is happening. I'm like, nobody talks like that. Like this. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you, mm-hmm. what is that? But this movie didn't do that. It, it felt so authentic and so real in terms of how they spoke. And, and again, the family dynamic was so big. Um, uh, and that's what made the last 45 minutes so effective because the sense of danger that they were going into. And, you know, another thing I guess we could kind of segue into uh, a big part of the movie was Colonel Curtis, you know, being back into the fold. Oh, you mean Hortich? Hortich? I thought his his first name was Curtis. Curtis. It's not? Oh, Oh, my fault. I'm so sorry. No, no, Um, it's okay. Miles, Miles Cordish. I don't yeah, want to say yeah, Cordish. Yeah, yeah um, uh, 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 Cordish. Like that, he's like bring, back, bring back, but not. Yeah. It's him, but I, I think they did a good job with explaining that. I will yeah. say because I was like, okay, how are they going to bring this character back? Like, what does this mean? Um, it was it, from what I gathered, it was just like they were like, okay, what we're going to do for backup situation here is we're going to create avatars for you guys, and then if you die, we're just going to put your memories into this thing and then it will continue on yeah and then very smart very very smart very smart which was something you it was it was good and um that they they did that because i mean that's not something you even knew was happening like the no big, and i think that, that was a cool that was the kind of good thing that they had in the back of their pocket mm-hmm. um that cameron probably said you know what in order for us to have stephen lang back which we love because i thought he was an awesome uh character um i liked in, it yeah I in the original movie cool, when yeah. he died i was like damn he died but he was such a good you know, he's a good villain. such a good villain, you know, so to have him back and then, you know, obviously, spoiler alert, you know, he survives at the end of this movie. It adds more of a dynamic to his character. And I have a theory. I have a few theories. This is, a, this is why I love this movie, because I have a bunch of theories and I have a theory. I don't know how you feel about this theory, but let me know. I feel like and I don't know if you know, he said um, and when I mean he, I mean, Cameron. He said it's supposed to be in total six movies. Oh, it's six? I thought it was five. He said six. That's what I last Oh, uh, okay. Okay. I think I heard six. Um, but Jesus. I have a theory that Lang is going to have a, 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 a turn. He's going to have a... You a, think he's going to be a redemption arc? A face turn. That's what they call it in wrestling. When you're being uh... in- a bad guy to say a heel turn, and when you become a good guy to say a, a baby face or a face turn. Uh, I and I think he's going to become a good guy. I think the dynamic of him and Spider is a lot bigger than people are kind of not, they're not playing on. And I think that he's going to turn. I think that that whole thing is going to draw him in. I don't know when, I don't know what movie is going to happen. But I think that that character is honestly, I feel like that character is too interesting to let go of because you know what, this battle, this would be the second battle that they have. And the first battle, you know, Stephen Lang lost or uh, uh, um, Miles uh, lost. And in this one, technically the Sully's lost because they lost a child. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Even though, even though Jake Sully whooped, you know, Miles's ass and left him for dead. You know, you can pretty much say, yeah, you whooped his ass, but he's, you know, him him and his actions caused you to lose a child. And to me, that's a loss. So I kind of find that whole thing redundant if they were to fight again, you know? And I don't, and I feel like, I feel like, um, I don't think Cameron would do that again. 
I don't think he's he's not. I don't think he's that. I don't think he's a lazy I mean, storyteller. They're saying he supposed. I mean, supposedly they they have said that he is will be the villain. That he will be continuing to be the villain. I mean, there could just be saying that. They I could just know. be saying that. They could, they just, could just be saying, be saying that because they can't have... just they can't ruin it. Be like, actually, we're thinking he yeah. might turn good. <laughs> like, yeah. No, he'll he'll have villain tendencies, but I it wouldn't surprise me if he becomes like, yeah, he's a villain, but he's not the main villain. Like Edie Falco was in this movie, and she wasn't there for very long. But you know, she's the she's the commander, the general running she's the show now. The so new she's villain. gonna be the new villain. And, you know, we didn't see much of her, but, you know, she's going to be a presence in the other films, believe it or not. So that's what I think that I think that there's going to be a change in in, 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 in in Miles. You know who said that? Um, What's her name? Blonde chick beyond the trailer. Oh, uh, uh, Grace Randolph. Great. Yeah, I yeah. watched her spoiler review. She liked this movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, she uh, And she's one of the people who did not like the first film. So that's funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she said that in her spoiler review. She's like, I have a feeling that he's gonna switch sides because um, there's there's something to that you know when you see that like you you gotta understand like that whole thing this is why i said the 45 last 45 minutes was very interesting of this film because i feel like it sets up a lot of what's gonna happen in the other films and i think by spider the whole spider dynamic is interesting I, too I have, okay I have two uh, so okay. that's who you didn't like because you had i remember you had said something before we saw the movie, you're like, oh, there's a character that's going to annoy my wife. And there was a character. And I was like, I wonder who the hell she's talking And for a second, I was, thinking, I was like, I wonder if she's talking about one of the kids. But I'm like, it doesn't seem like you're talking about the kids because, well, one of their kids because you seem like you like the kids. So, okay, now I know. Okay, I'm going to let you talk. Go ahead. Let me know. Give me. Give me the tea. Give me the melody I, tea. I, and like, I loved everything about this movie. But, and like, I hate it. And I don't know if it's just because I've been listening to stuff and like, it's getting in my mind. But I have to agree with what a lot of people have said that like I did not like Spider's character because I did not understand his motivation and I felt like he was too wishy-washy. Like one moment he was helping, then he wasn't, then he was. And then in the end, I thought it was weird. He saved him and then was just like, all right, bye, fuck you. Like like it was weird. Like I didn't mm-hmm. like that. And I just, I didn't understand his motivation. Like mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, and and I, I what I can understand from this character is obviously the character is in a very weird in between because he is human but he was very much raised navi he's a pandoran he's not let me tell you something right now and again i'm gonna cut you off he is a pandoran he's not of he's not he's a human in terms of his species but that kid is a pandoran that's all his life has been about they couldn't send them back because you couldn't cry oh babies. So they raised him there. He was raised around them. I think that character is a lot more interesting than people give him credit for. Yeah, can and I understand what you're coming from with the motives and stuff. I didn't really think about it, but you're right. The motives are a little strange. It's the the wishy-washy. I, I didn't like the back and forth. Like, stick to a side. I understand that, but I feel like he had to do that because if you saw, he yes. wasn't... It, it wasn't... He had to because Edie Falco's character. I keep. I, I got to get her name of the character. I, I, I'm sorry. I keep calling her by her real name, General Francis Admore, uh, uh, Ardmore. That's the name of uh, General Ardmore. Um, she was on the verge of like, yo, I'm gonna just torture your ass. Like, I'm just gonna put this. I'm gonna put you in this machine that's supposed to disorientate oh, you. Yeah, yeah. And you saw homeboy was bleeding. Like, yo, like he was not gonna survive that. Yeah, yeah. 
He was not going to survive that. So, you know, they were going to turn his brains to mush and they didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? So he had to play. He had to play the, you know, he had to play along. And the thing Wait, is, you this think is that's why... what it was. What do you mean? Because you're like, he had to play along. He had to play along because he wasn't going to survive. Yeah, but technically, the only reason why he survived was because Quartage saved him. Yeah, Quartage saved him. But see, to me, that's part of the dynamic. That's why I said that that relationship is a is a vital thing for the future of the of the of the of the of the characters in yes, the movie. Yes, I agree. I do agree with that. And you know, maybe that's and what that it's built set up. Maybe it's just this yeah. is like more of like it was just setting it up. But I don't know. I just that I built. Do, I, I, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. And like that moment, that moment yeah. when he because you know, let's be honest with you. Miles saved him more than once. Miles saved him from General Ardmore. He said, remember, he went up to him. He's like, oh, let me let me talk to him. Let me use the the you know the the relation angle. I think I could do something. He did that because Miles saw that they were gonna kill this kid. And they didn't give a damn who this kid was. To him, to, to them, that kid was just a liability at that point. Well, so he they saved them there. Did they not they didn't know that he well, because that's and then and then speak on to that next scene when he does, mm-hmm. you know, they're in that little room talking or whatever. You know, it is an interesting dynamic as well because it's not really his son, Mm-mm. but it is like it's it is a very interesting uh, relationship because it's like, well, I'm not Miles, but I have his memories, so I am like miles yeah. yeah so it is interesting because he does see you know spider and and, and that's and then that takes us to the end of the movie where natiri yeah. was gonna kill him and he was just she was like son for a son i'll kill your son if you kill because yeah. you killed mine and he saved them he was like no okay fine don't because he, yeah. he does care, he care and that's what i'm saying him. those those are pivotal scenes because that shows you that there's something there as much as as much as Miles was talking about, oh yeah, you know, you're not really related to me. Like I don't care, blah blah blah. blah. You do care. You do care. You do care. And that's what the that, ending was trying to show. Yeah, you do care. Those, those memories that you have, however bleak they are, they there's enough real estate there to make you care about this kid because you know we've seen it in a bunch of military movies and a bunch of military shows. A lot of these guys, they could give two shits about the people that live in those places that they're at. They could, they don't care. But there's something about this kid that is related to the person's memories that he's carrying in his head is there's enough there to make him care about this kid. And again, spider went out of his way to save them. He could have left them there to die and he wouldn't, he saved them. He brought them out of that water and saved them. And then when they were about to leave, he told them, he said, yo, come with me, come with me. You know what I mean? Like, like, I'm like, like really come with me when this dude pretty much like, turned on all your on all your crew and stuff that told me everything i needed to know right there so wait, wait, say it again i'm sorry which part are you talking about at who the end who? of the movie when he saved him and you know how wait, that, when who the, saved who oh, i'm sorry when spider saved miles and they're on that rock by the water and the flying um uh, uh yeah uh, uh creature comes and he miles gets on it and miles is saying like come on let's go let's get out of here it's a spider yeah and spider's like you know that's when spider says nah I'll forget it and he leaves but the way he said, come on, let's get out of here. It's almost like in his mind, in Miles' mind, he's like, yo, like, we're a tandem. We're connected at the hip. You know what I mean? Oh, like, I saved yeah. you. You saved me. We got a thing going. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I feel like, again, that's going to be a big thing of the movies. And I also feel, which is one other thing in the film, 
that I liked, um, that I kind of wanted. I, I I spoke. I was with the people I was with. We we spoke about this. I wanted to see more of it. But you have to wonder with the movies going forward, the dynamic of what happened with Neytiri attacking Spider and almost killing him. How's that dynamic gonna fit going forward? Like you, because you got to tell me. Like Spider must feel some kind of way because well, she, she always... slashed him. Yeah, but you see, that's the thing. Okay, that's what I was gonna talk she about. She always. Okay, but, like but okay, this is what I wanted to talk about that. Like, if there's one little con that I have about the movie, it's that I wanted to see more of that. I feel like we didn't get enough of that in the movie of her because all they did was mention it and then yeah. they really went back to it. Yes, like, I okay. wish we could have heard more of like, oh, why do you always have that? Why do you always have that kid around? Like, like I wanted to see more of that because then that will. But then again, again, when we mm-hmm. when I finished watching the movie, we had a discussion about it, and everybody kind of convinced me, like, yeah, but that's what made that moment so, like, you know, that moment where she was about to kill him, like it, it made you jump a little bit because it's like, holy shit, she's about to kill him, like, like it wouldn't have made the moment as as powerful if we knew she hated him. But then I don't know, like, I kind of feel like maybe it would have, because because she just she wasn't fond of this kid again. But that's what we were told. I wanted to see more. More. Instead of it just being said. Said. I wanted to see more of it. You know what I mean? But again, the scene still worked because it got it. It did what it needed to do. It showed Miles caring enough to be like, okay, I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? I'm Mm -hmm. not going to kill your son because, you know, I don't want you to kill. Technically my son. Technically my son. You know? And, you know, and and going back, we could talk about this forever because there's so much to talk about. Um, With Quartage as well, um, Mm -hmm. two things. Um, Well, number one, I feel with the whole, like, switching sides thing is, and somebody mentioned this in in a review I was listening to about how, like, well, things, now everything for this character will be very different because he's not human. So, like, his character eventually is going to have to start being like, well, how do I fit into this world? Because he is now a, he is an, a Navi. He is an avatar. He has to live in this world. So when people are now coming, like he was when he was human, to come and get rid of you and to terrorize you, like what is, like, I feel like the character is going to have to start like thinking like, but this is my home now. And that's what I'm saying about him switching. Yes, switching. I think sides. that's gonna be. Yes, I think I that's gonna be a big well. part of it. I, I, I think, think that's gonna be a big be. part of it Who because they're be not gonna it? view him. They're not gonna view him as a human. Like I imagine, after this movie, he returns back to the back to the military base, a failure technically because you know they brought him in for this. He lost his entire team. He lost the battle. I imagine that. Um, oh, he uh, did lose most most he of the lost, team. Yeah, yeah. Um, he lost. You know, I imagine that 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 Colonel Francis is gonna be like, "Yo, like you know, you fucked up, and you know, we brought you in for this. You know, we spent you know millions and millions of dollars on you and your team to to clone you and for this, and you didn't do anything. You know, and I imagine when he's walking around that base, everybody's gonna look at him as like an abject failure, and they're gonna look at him like, "Yo, you're not even one of us. Like, you're one of them." Yeah, I'm telling you, yeah. I am telling you, there's yeah, gonna be a face turn there. There's gonna be a face turn there that's gonna be very, very interesting to see. And again, I'm not saying that's gonna happen in the next movie. I'm saying that I think it's gonna It'll eventually happen eventually in the long happen. run. Yeah, it will I agree. eventually happen because it's it's kind of I feel like it's a natural thing to happen because especially when they introduce the fact that yeah. He's not a human anymore. He is technically a Navi. That's what he is now. He's just like how Jake Sully is. 
He's mm-hmm. he is that, you know. But he's not really just like Jake Sully. He's a whole different thing because well, yeah, technically cause he died. Yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't like his body was put in that body. It was like when what they did with Jake Sully. It's yeah. So I like, think that there's gonna be something to it, and mm-hmm. that, and I, it'll get tiresome. Like what? He's just gonna be he's just gonna be chasing after Jake Sully this whole time. Like what? It's gonna be redundant. It's gonna, it's gonna be, be redundant. redundant, and you're gonna be like, redundant. okay, I don't get it. And somebody, um. Uh, I think somebody else I was listening to their review I listened to a lot of reviews after the movie Mm -hmm. because I was so excited I wanted to hear what other people were thinking Mm -hmm. (laughs) somebody had said um, that the one thing the one problem they had with the film and at first it didn't I don't know if this bothered me but like they were just saying like I don't understand why they're after Jake Sully like he's he left he left the forest just okay like what was the point of them spending all of like taking all their people, doing all this huge thing, going on this huge thing, trying just to find, like, like why? Just to kill him? Like, what, like, he's not that important anymore. He's no longer a threat to you. So just leave him alone. Like, why was this whole movie centered around being like, we have to go after Jake Sully? Like, Jake Sully, literally, think about when that. he left, like, in the beginning, yeah, he was a nuisance and he was getting in their way of doing stuff. But then he was mm-hmm. like, oh, I got to get the fuck out of here. And then he yeah. leaves. And it's like, okay, well, he left. So what's, why are we going I on didn't, this whole thing? You know thing? what? I didn't think about that. That's true. I, I don't know why that was such an important aspect of the film. Um, like, I can understand it being like, imagine if it was Cortich who just was like, I'm going to do my own mission on the side and I'm going to go after him. Instead of it being like Eddie, the, uh, what's her name? The main. Eddie Falco, yeah. yeah. Uh, Francis. Her, yeah. yeah, Francis being like, no, we have to go after Jake because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. It was like, but why? Like, why does she care about him? Like this, like the whole Jake Sully thing is more of a, a personal thing for Quartich or mm-hmm. the clone because it's like he saw the memories and he's like, oh, you know, like that's he who he thought killed him. And then there's mm-hmm. also that whole also thing with him taunting Natiri because it was like technically, and I forgot Natiri is the one who killed them, not Jake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why is he after Jake? Like what? Like what is like? Why was it such a big? focal point oh like we have to go after it. we got to kill him well i think it's because in that video that he saw that video that he saw remember that 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 mm-hmm. miles had sent to himself saying like oh if you see this video it's because i kicked the bucket and chances are that if i kick the bucket and this and that chances are that it's all jake sully jake sully is the key to this mission so i guess his in his mindset and again it's kind of i guess a military mindset that you know you know the eye on the prize is whatever the mission is and yeah. the mission is to bring this guy down because I guess if you bring this guy down and technically at the time, Jake Sully was the chief of everybody in that forest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And those people in that forest were attacking all the military establishments and mm-hmm. stuff. So mm-hmm. they probably felt like, yo, we take out Jake Sully, you know, we'll take down the whole lot. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's the leader. So I think that's probably a reason why they wanted to take him down. You know what I mean? After and he then, left. No, uh, after he left, then it. Beca- I think after he left, then it became a personal mission for mm. him. I think that's when it became personal, especially after he saw the video of Neytiri, uh being the one that killed him, and he sees the feathers and stuff. It's almost like a trigger for him. Um, mm. uh, mm-hmm. So I think that that's when it became. You know that whole thing about you saying like uh, becoming personal. I think that's when it became personal mm. for him. Is that mm. aspect? You know what I mean? That so aspect. I think that's what it is. But obviously, I mean, if you look at everything going forward now. Um, these if you see where this movie is going, it seems like a lot of these tribes are going to become interconnected. You have the tree, 
the tree um, tribe of of the Navi. We see the, Ooh, the, the water. The, the water. I don't know what's. I don't know what. Would I don't be know next. what would we do. What would what would we do next? Well, like mountain or something like that. Like I don't know. Um, uh, something like that. I'm not sure. Yeah, I was. I was like. Well, I was like. It wouldn't be any cold places because we don't have a cold place. We don't know. It could be. That could, could be, be it. A, there could be a cold place because we. That could be it. Because yeah, we had forest. We have ocean. Okay, and then this brings me to my next topic that I briefly want to touch over because we know that this was a big focal point and, and a big focal point for James Cameron in general with um environmental yeah. undertones. Yeah. And this movie covered the whale hunting. Okay. Which, what, oh, you have thoughts, yes. I just want to say I led the clap when they killed the poacher in the theater. I was the first one I saw the <laughs> when they took like, his, that motherfucker when they, needs to go. When that they mother- chopped his yes. arm off? You just the like arm the whale. Flying. Just like the whale. Just yeah. like the whale. He took the whale's arm. The whale took his oh. arm. See? You see? You see? There you go. Correlation. Oh, wow. I didn't even pick up on that. I was too busy being like, oh my God, his arm's off. <laughs> yep. Good. I was so happy that he took him down because that motherfucker needed to go. He that scene. Did you that, yo, did you realize they also played the same music from mm-hmm. the first one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like, I did, I did the, realize the, same, the music. The same music is the same. That that um, the score for this movie is the same score from the first movie. I don't feel. I feel like there's not. There's not very. There's well, not a lot of. Well, because what's his name passed away, James Horner, Horner, right? Yeah, he passed away, Horner. so they yeah, had somebody else away. who replicated it pretty much almost exactly the mm-hmm. same. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was like pretty much a, pretty much similar. But as soon as I heard the music, I was like, oh my God, this is like literally just the same thing mm-hmm. from the first film when the forest went down. Yeah. And everyone's crying, and it's like, mm-hmm. I was like sobbing like every single time I, I watched that scene in the first movie. It's like, yeah. it's a soft fest. But, but going with back this, to what you were talking yeah. about with the, with the environmental thing. Yeah. You can tell it was like very heavy on that with the whole, like you said, the whale hunting uh, aspect of Which it. Is and very sad. Yeah, it was very, very sad. And and man, like James Cameron does such a good job just inventing this world and 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 how how this world how yeah he created it, but there's so many similarities of this world to our world. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that that's just a that's a trick or that's a trope that he does to make you as an audience member connect to it even more. You know, like that creature looked like a humpback whale, and you know, anytime anybody sees a whale, like if you were to see a whale, a whale in real life, you would just like, be in awe. You'd be like, "Oh my god!" Like I really, I I've only seen video of this, so to see something like this in real life, and then to like look at it in its eye. And for it to see it, like, you know, give its fin to you. Like, those are things that are like, mm-hmm. if you were to witness that or experience that, it's almost life-changing. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're connecting yeah, with, yeah. with another mammal who probably understands a lot more like you do, but you don't realize it. And how smart they are. And how smart they are, which, yeah. is, which, is, which is an accurate thing about our whales and dolphins mm-hmm. and stuff, that they're very, very smart. And they understand on an emotional level as much as on an intellectual level, mm-hmm. you know? And that's one of the beautiful things about this film that I don't think people really give it enough credit. It's the emotional connection um, to the and specifically to the ocean in this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kira's character. I'm getting it right, right? Kira. Kira. Kiri. 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 I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Kiri's character was that character in terms of the connection between her and nature. Yes. 
And I thought that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, she was one of these characters that she was just so in tune with with the nature of things and, and how things move. Like there was that scene where she was looking in the water and she was looking at the sand and the, and the little hole. hole. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, everybody yeah. came looking at her. Like all the other uh, uh, kids came and they started making fun of her and stuff. And she like she didn't care. She was just so just lost into the beauty of of that world mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. how everything worked. And just to get to my theory that I remember I told you I had a theory. Oh, yes. My theory where her is, you know how they say, oh, how does she get pregnant? Who's your dad? I think that Kiri is like, I mean, to get religious, but I feel like Kiri is like Jesus Christ. I think that was like kind of like Awa gave that child to Sigourney Weaver's avatar. I feel like that the father is the world. Which is why she can connect with it and like control it or whatever. Yes, that's it. She's a daughter of that world. She of like have Awa. A of Awa. She's a daughter. She's a direct descendant of Awa. Oh, wow. I feel like she's going to mm. be a major, major, major oh, yes. character going forward in these movies. She's going to be massive because of the fact that she has this keen ability to, to understand nature and it's not control nature it's almost like they have a symbiotic connection because when you come from there you're connected so she's and and remember Sigourney Weaver had said that oh it's like it's like a hive like they're all connected it's almost like a like like a server or something she made in the first movie she made a a thing of she said something like that and I think that's what Kiri is she's just a living embodiment of that Mm. and she's like a direct connection to that where they flow one in the same you know what I Interesting. mean? Interesting. So what did you think was happening when she had that, like, the seizure? Remember, she connected, mm-hmm. and then it, like, it, like disconnected, and she was like, and then they were like, oh, she had I don't like, know. epilepsy I, or something like that. I don't know. They didn't touch back on it. No. Um, well, because um, that's definitely something they're going to. Yeah, they're going to build upon, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that seizure thing awoke that even more in her. Because technically, remember, when she went back into the ocean, she connected uh, again. And then um, she... And then she was Had able to, you know, power moment. So that's what I'm saying. I think maybe that like awoke something in her and awoke that ability to connect even further. Because mm-hmm. remember, <laughs> one of the cool things in the movie is when they were training the kids and everybody was being trained in the water activities. Oh, and, and stuff. she was like, dude, she was underwater. Everybody's like, yo, where is she at? She's just swimming in the water, like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, she really took it. And, and like I said, I started putting two and two together mm-hmm. at that point. I was like, no. This girl is she is a she is a direct descendant of Awa. That she has to be almost yeah. like a virgin, you know, Mary giving birth to Jesus type thing. Like that's what that character is. That makes sense. She's the yeah. she's the she's the the embodiment of that in a living form. That's what that is, you know. And that's going to be a really interesting dynamic, especially with the fact that this is another thing. Okay, this is another thing. Remember. Out of all, well, I mean, she, she, all the kids are cool with Spider, but her and Spider are very close too. Oh, so you gotta they wonder. They have a. They is have there a real, something there? Yeah, I don't know. There was no, but he cares about her a lot. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So you gotta wonder if there's something there. There's gotta be something there. There's gonna be. There's gonna be yeah. something there. Do you think so Spider we'll is gonna eventually become a? A. Navi or it wouldn't Avatar, surprise me. or do you think he's gonna stay like that? It wouldn't surprise me if 
okay, I'm really going ahead of myself here. I'm playing director or producer or storyteller here, but it wouldn't surprise me if in one of the later movies they use a trope against him where they'll like convince him like, oh, like let's say Colonel Francis or even 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 Miles uses like, hey, listen, you know, you love them so much. How about, you know, we offer you the opportunity to be one? Mm. And like we we but if if you want to do this, you have to do this for us. Like uh. I could see that happening. I could see it where I could see a scene where Natiri like rejects him because he's like, "Oh, you're not one of us. You're never gonna be one of us." Like I could see something like that happening, mm. and him going back to be like, "Oh, you promised me this. If you give it to me, you know, it's that offer uh. still on the table." I could Ooh. see that happen. Ooh. Look at me playing. Look, Look at, at you. Me playing the- yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should call yeah. James Cameron. Hey, no, James Cameron. James, I, I, I want a new job, James. Come <laughs> hire me. I'll work for you for these next movies. Yo, like, I'll work please. directly under you, bro. Yeah. I got you. I am I am definitely interested to see because if they are going to be making all these mo- other movies. And th- and that was the thing about okay, I want to compare this one compare this one to the to the first one. So, I felt like when we got to the third act of this film with the whole which also we didn't talk about, the whole sinking of the ship that was literally I was watching Titanic with I, yo. I turned. I turned to Oscar and I said, "Yo, are we gonna get. We gonna get another Titanic moment here." James Cameron Pero, loves. He loves it. He loves sinking it, ships, man. I felt like it was almost like I felt like I was watching it like scene by scene, like that whole part when mm-hmm. when when um Spider and Kiri he was like, "Come on, we have to climb. We have to make it to the top." I'm like, "Yo, this is this is this is Jack and, and Rose all over again." Yeah, and then when they remember when they were like holding, he's like, "Don't let go." Remember, mm-hmm. like literally, they were mm-hmm. at the top and the ship's going down. He knew like, what he was doing. Go. James Cameron knew like, what he was doing. I said, "Yo, this is." And then with Natiri and the daughter underneath, yeah. and the lights going, it was the same with Kate Winslet when she was looking for Jack. Mm-hmm. In like, mm-hmm. igualito. James was, Cameron. <laughs> James Cameron knew what he was doing when he did that. He knew <laughs> this is going to evoke. This is going to trigger people back to 1997. Yes, when Titanic came out, they look in Jack and Rose when the Titanic is going down. Yeah, and yep, and then the whole like with the water getting higher, and then they have to go up, and then they have to breathe, and I was like, oh my god, like that's why it was like so much anxiety because it was like Titanic where you were like, oh my god, the ship's sinking, the the people we like are on board, are they gonna survive? Like what's happening? Uh that the same, same. Yeah, but, and I yeah, um, definitely with the scene with Avatar one and or, or like comparing it, what I was gonna say was that like. I was actually, I thought that it was, because you know how the first film, and I I genuinely love that part with the whole ending of part one, when everyone comes together and they're fighting the bad guys, and it's such a beautiful scene, and Awa mm-hmm. comes, and it, all the animals are fighting. Love that. That didn't really happen in this film. No, it didn't. It, it, it was it, a smaller it, battle. It was it actually was a, a smaller battle than the first one, because- yeah, a it lot was just smaller. them against. It was just them against this single, um, whaling ship. That's what I'm gonna call it—a whaling ship. It's a, it and was them the against whale single... was technically the only animal because the, the whales what really started everything. Because the whale yeah. was like, "Oh, you got, you got one of my people." Yeah, you know? the whale got pissed. The whale, the whale got, got pissed, pissed, and the whale said, like, "Nah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I gotta do." Because technically, at that point, Sully was about to turn himself in. Like, yo, I gotta turn myself in because yeah, he's gonna kill the kids. Like, yo, he had a gun pointed to the to my son's head. I got to go on and, you know, whatever, you know, do what mm-hmm. you got to do. 
And the whale said, nah, fuck this. I'm oh, that was, it was a really cool scene. Oh, came over. Great, Ooh. great scene. Great He started scene. messing everything. Every- I was like, oh, uh, shit. I, and then everybody was like, all right, I guess we're fighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, and then it happened. But, like, I, for a moment, didn't realize that this was, like, the end fight. Like, I was still waiting. I was like, oh, okay, this is just one of the fights. Mm-hmm. We're going to have, like, a, a big battle. I thought there was going to be a big battle again with the whole Metakaina people fighting mm-hmm. against them mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And it never happened. And no, I didn't no, realize no. it until after it was over. And I was like, wait, we didn't have like a a big fight. I don't even no. like when you think about it, what were I don't think there was ever was there a big fighting scene? I mean, they were fighting over the water and stuff, but remember once once the whale took down the ship and then took down that big boat, the Medicaina actually did a lot. And took down a lot of the side people, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, it was, it was, so, yeah. it was, it was at that, it was at that point where the battle kind of like halted because once that ship went down, that's it. Or there was that, no, yeah, was, you know, there was no. In terms of the battle, the battle. I'm not gonna say the battle was over, but the main piece of the battle was for the done. military was done. You well, know yeah, what I'm be, saying? The only yeah. thing left was a rescue mission to save, you know, to save the Kiri. The, Kiri, you know, and the do- and so the that's what that yeah. was. Yeah, that's what that was. Yeah. So that's so like that, that was that was uh, yeah that was. The it was different. Before. It was a different was thing different. from the first movie, but again, that battle was smaller, but it was more personal because again, the children were involved. And at and this then, point, the son had already died. The son had already died, and and okay, I gotta say something Ooh. before we stop recording. I gotta, I gotta drop a massive, and I said at the beginning of the movie. I mean, the beginning of the podcast that, you know, Natiri took a, a step, a, a back, kind of well, a back step. <laughs> I got to give a massive shout out to Zoe Saldana. That scene, when the oldest child dies and, you know, Jake Sully's like, yo, what are we going to do, blah, 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 blah. Even again, even as a digital character, you saw the switch in Natiri's eyes. Natiri was a sobbing mother. And then when she got up and picked up the bow and took that breath and she looked up, it was a different cat. It was a different. She it was, was like totally different. It was she was in predator mode at that point. Yeah. Oh my God. And then she went ham on that she boat. She was in predator mode. And that's what led to her picking up Spider. And yeah. she was gonna kill this motherfucker. She yeah. was going to stab him in his chest. Like I don't think she had any resolve on stopping. Mm-hmm. Like if 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 Miles did not say wait, she was gonna kill him. She yeah. was gonna do it. Yeah. She was gonna do it because of of how of of what she felt as a mother losing that Oof. child. Like mm-hmm. like that right there was amazing. And again, this is this is a shout out to the acting by Zoe Saldana, Saldana. But it's also a shout out to the effects because the effects gave enough to mimic the emotion on the face. And that's one of the things. And again, you know how we talked about at the beginning of the podcast about the effects not just being the the icing on the cake. No, the effects are part of the cake mm-hmm, because mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. emotions that you get off of the faces of these things. Like oh, I think yeah. I don't know if we've talked about it. I was never a fan of the remake of The Lion King. I I disliked it big. I've time. never seen it. Don't watch it. It's a waste of time. 
and I and I'm saying no, no. I've I'm been serious. thinking. I've been thinking about watching it just for my reaction channel. You know I've what? Maybe you it. should watch it. So just for that. But one of the reasons why I knew it wasn't gonna work was because I said they made that movie too real. They made it way too real. One of the reasons The Lion King, the original, worked was because it was animated. And the creatures were able, the lions, the hyenas, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Timon, Pumbaa, the monkeys, they were all able to emote. Mm-hmm. So you knew when they were happy, you knew when they were sad, you knew when they were defeated, you knew when they were angry. You knew. Yeah. But in The Lion King, the new one, they they chose to use this photorealistic type of effect mm-hmm. that it does <laughs> not yeah. work because they cannot emote. Yeah. A lion's face, when it's sad and it's happy, you don't know. You don't yeah. know. It's a lion. So to me, I equate the new Lion King to like watching Animal Planet with celebrities doing voiceovers. <laughs> now, bringing this back to Avatar, yeah. Way of the Water, and even Avatar, the first one, you can't say that because of the emotion in the face of the actors. The emotion that it's, breathes yeah, through. So- and that's one of the ways that this movie works. It works on an emotional level because of a combination of things. The writing, the acting, and the emotions on the faces of these creatures. You can tell when they're sad. You can tell when they're disappointed. You can tell when they're angry. You can tell when they're motivated. You can tell when they're happy. That is a selling point that does not get enough credit. And it's a massive reason why, again credit to Zoe Saldana, Saldana, she sold that. She sold that moment. She got off and you knew she was out for blood. She was, and it it was so bad to the point where Spider saw her. He was terrified. (laughs) This is a woman that Spider's been around the whole time. He's been in her house. He's been chilling with her, eating food with her. Yo, he hid because what he saw scared the living daylights out of him. And that is all attributed mm-hmm. to the way she acted. She went into predator mode. She wasn't even a mom at that point. She was a was freaking a predator. predator. She okay. was. She knew. Mm-hmm. She knew she was out to kill, and she was out to kill these people that were on this side. Oh, and again, yeah. she was ready, and she. I'm telling you, she would have killed. She would have killed homeboy. She would have killed spider. Yeah, she would have killed them. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. And with Zoe talking about Zoe Zaldana, I mean she's. I, she's a phenomenal actress mm-hmm. but people are always like man why is she always crying though like there was not and it's true that i mean in mo- even the first one but like in this movie there was not one moment she was ever happy mm-hmm. in the beginning maybe like in the exposition where she's like mm-hmm. yay we have kids but like the moment like the story actually like started like she was always angry yelling or crying Mm-hmm. And they're like, damn, we, we just want to see like Zoe Saldana be happy for once. Because like, the is always crying. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, she's just, she's got the acting chops. She's really good. I think- and, and, and for me, I always remember that. I always credit it I, from the first film. Mm-hmm. That scene when she finds out that like Jake was like sent there and was like, you know, and, and she like yells at him. That scene to me is like, top tier acting and then like i hate when people aren't recognized for shit like that you know it's a very like you know like andy circus in in uh planet of the apes which is you know how we were talking about originally how you were like oh um 
I wish they did more with it. And I feel like um, Planet of the Apes, the, the new series with Andy Serkis, yeah. really did yeah. that. They I did. mean, those those movies are fantastic. Yeah. And Andy Serkis, again, in that is a, a very, very underrated. I mean, for the work that he did in those yeah. films, I don't know how that those movies weren't looked at more because they are mm-hmm. very fantastic films. Um, but with Zoe Zaldana in, in, in this, I... I when people are like, Mom, why can't she just be happy? And I'm like, well, that's because she's got the acting chops to just like really pull these scenes off. She can pull that just, emotion. She can, she pull, can that pull that emotion. That emotion and like it might you might not see the actress's face, but that motion capture is capturing all of that oozy amazingness. Like it is it's fantastic to watch her in these films. But you know what? She's crying and she's sad because she knows the danger they're in. You know what I mean? The minute, the minute the military came back and did what they did, she knew that they weren't going to be at peace anymore because a she knows the husband she has. She knows that Jake Sully is up is a is a man of action. She knows that he's the leader, he's the chief. So she knows that at any moment she could lose him. She knows at any moment she has these kids, she has these two boys that take after their father. She could lose them. You know what I mean? So she's not, she's living a life now where she's, she's, she's concerned all the time. She's always, you know, she's always on call. She's always, you know, when, when they're doing their missions and she's flying with, with Jake Sully, she's always looking, she's always on call because that's what a mom does. A mom is going to be that way. And I'm not saying that a mom is always sad or anything, but in that situation where you're at war there is no happiness in war. There is no jokes in war. This is, again, this is why I love this movie. This movie takes itself serious. It's not a fucking joke. They're not, they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not not throwing one liners out there. They're not trying to make every moment not seem serious. Like other franchises do. Um, They are taking the moment and they know it's serious because they know here, you know, you will die. You will die. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and and your family will mourn for you. So when she's sad and she's going through things and she's crying, she's crying because she's genuinely afraid. She's in fear of losing her family. And there's nothing more important. And again, this goes to the overall arc of this movie. It's about family. It's about what would you do for... That's, wait, sorry, side comment. That's why Vin Diesel is in, it's the, in this movie. It's, it's in, in the, this thing. I think the algorithm. I think the algorithm for Google probably heard family, and they probably think about the whole family. And they talk about family, family. Dom Torero. Dom Torero. Family. Family. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. It's the no, moment no. you said that. I just. But you're right. It makes people. sense. The algorithm did that for Google. But yeah, honestly, I think that that's the the overall arcing thing is is, is family, and it's about. How much are you willing to sacrifice? What would you do to keep your family safe? And, you know, Jake Sully goes to that. Like, I know a lot of people, there was a lot of moments in this movie where people cried. I didn't cry. I only cried once. I only cried once in this movie. There's one time that I cried and it hit me. It was like an emotional gun punch. And it was a line towards the very end of the movie, after the battle, when Jake Sully goes to to the middle child and he said, I see you, son. Yeah. That, that line hit mm-hmm. me like no other because the entire movie this kid yeah this kid, yeah he misbehaved yeah he didn't listen yeah he was stubborn but he was his father's son 
he was just like Jake Sully. He, I could imagine that that's what Jake Sully was like when Jake Sully was a teenager. He was just yeah. like that kid. And I think at that line, the way he delivered and the way he looked at him, he, he the kid finally felt this sense Same. of like, of, yeah, like, like, and, and you know what, this is the one thing with that line. This is why that line hit me hard, but it'll hit everybody. Cause you know how we were talking about was Zoe Saldana. You were talking about, Oh, why does she cry? And I said, it's a mother thing. It's just being a mother. A lot of people don't know what it's like to be a mother. A lot of people don't, but one thing we all, we all know what it's like to be the child of someone. Whether you have, whether you're the child of a mother or father, maybe oh, you have a yeah, parental yeah, figure yeah. that's older than you—an aunt, an uncle, an older brother, an older sister, an older cousin, somebody that takes care of you. You look at that person as a parental figure. We all have had parental figures, and that line goes across all types of people. And that's why that line hits. Mm. It hits so hard, and it hits such an emotional because we all want to be recognized by those people. Those people yeah. are the people we want attention to. As much as we want attention from this person or this person, like, oh, yeah, I want to get likes from this person on Instagram or on Twitter or on Facebook, the most important like you want is from that parental figure because that's the approval you will always seek. That approval yeah. you will always mm, seek. So well said. And yeah. all, that kid, all that kid wanted the entire movie was recognition and respect yeah, and from love and from his dad and he wasn't getting it he all he was getting was criticized and stuff and rightly so for a lot of the things but at the same time the you know he saw jake sully saw the moments of leadership he saw it when they were in that boat and things were looking grim he the the kid told them dad i need you to breathe slow start here come down oh here. yeah he guided him through the thing and then when he went and he saw the whale and he saw Jake Sully saw him talk to the whale and saw them connect. Jake Sully couldn't, I mean, I'm sorry, you look at that scene and it was beautiful. beautiful yeah. It was beautiful. And you can't tell me you don't have a sense of pride when you see your child become this leader in front of your eyes. Yeah. I mean, that that must have like that hit him to the core. He had to say that line. And that line was delivered so beautifully. It was so genuine, so authentic. I was in tears. It yeah. it hit me. It hit me so hard because again, all we've ever wanted, all of us as human beings, all we ever want is to make our parents, parents proud, our parental figures proud. That's mm -hmm. all we ever want. And all we ever want is to hear them say, son, daughter, nephew, niece, cousin, brother, sister, I am proud of you. I see you. Mm. Beautiful. Absolutely yeah. beautiful. Yeah, no, that's yeah, it's true. I think I and now that you're mentioning, I do remember, I do remember that scene, and I was, it was very, yeah, it was a very beautiful. It moment. was beautiful. It was beautiful, beautiful moment. And and then to wrap this up soon here, um, with the and then the ending, I thought the movie, the ending of this movie was also beautiful with them being able to to connect um, their little things with um, Awa underneath the mm -hmm. water and and really and see their son in that way, even though they know yeah. that they wouldn't be able to see him and you know and i love when these movies end with the like close-up of their faces it's the second move this is the second one that does it because the first one did it yeah. on jake sully's face and this one ended with jake sully's face like, as again well. yeah and i i love the when they end it like that where it's just like uh -huh. you know this is this is our this is our home 
yeah. opens up and 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 i loved everything I, I wish i remembered everything after my second watch i'll, I'll really remember but like yeah. everything that he said in that last final and then you know being accepted as one of the people now like this is their home now like they like yeah. Metic- like they're now one of the metakainas people you know yeah. like that is where they are now they're no longer forest people they are now no. water people they are they are um, water people. they are now water people and you know i i i can't, i'm really interested to see more of those characters because i feel like i didn't get enough of yeah. um the the kate winslow's character and what's his name the chief cliff, now cliff, cliff curtis, curtis. Yeah. i want to give a shout out to cliff curtis cliff curtis is an actor that everybody has seen he's been in a bunch of movies mm-hmm. everybody's seen this guy and he's such a good actor he's played a bunch of different types of characters across a bunch of different types of movies and he does so well he's solid and he's one of these actors he's solid, so yeah. solid in every every time he get these roles these little these these they're, they might not be big or they may like be andy circus He's so Solid. good. Yes, he's so good. And he delivered in this movie. He 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 gave you that kind of like strong leadership that you that you expect from a chief in that position. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah, then he was also kind I of agree. funny. And I yeah. like that they had the because I think he's Hawaiian, so they had the like um, No, no, he's um uh, he's from uh he's from uh New Zealand. Oh no, he's a lot of the actors, a lot of these actors are from that uh part of the world. As a matter of fact, Did also special shout out, huh? Did they film in New Zealand? I think they did. I think, like they, special, I think they did. But you were saying. Special shout out to, um, on the boat, the marine biologist, his actor, the name is Jimmy oh, Clement. Yeah, yeah everybody uh, was talking I was about like, him. I was like, oh shit, he's in this movie. You know what I mean? So I thought, I like that character actually. I liked him a lot because, you know, he's a character that, you know, he's a marine biologist and he's, he's working Dr. hand Augustine. in hand. Yeah. And he's working hand in hand with the, with the, with the whale poacher. You know what I mean? And I know that that was something that, hurt him and he said the line he's like oh it drives me to drink every time oh yeah yeah yeah. you know and and he's he's apologetic that's a guy that i could see being in this movie like i could see him in the next movie living amongst the uh that tribe i could Mm. see that happen you know what i mean well yeah because he i mean uh somebody somebody was saying like he hasn't had he didn't have the moment yet though of like this is wrong yet though like he knows Mm. this is wrong but he's getting like and you could tell like this is a character that will eventually obviously like not be doing this anymore but yeah. like it didn't it didn't get to that yet mm-hmm. um but it surprised me though in the next movie we see that yeah. he left but in, in a quick kind of exposition he left it behind and he joined them and he's he 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 lives among them to study them study the the, the nature and stuff yeah and like i could see that i could see that being a thing you know i could definitely see see it being a thing mm-hmm. and and again the next movie, I'm excited for it. Um, I hope it doesn't take 13 years to do. I don't think, I think it is because I think he said 2020. They already have like I think they shot. He shot it already because they shot him back to back. Oh, they shot it. I just know uh, what's his name. Sam Worthington said that they that they filmed 85 percent of it, but I don't mm-hmm. know if he means like I filmed my part, but they're just like doing all the CGI stuff. It wouldn't surprise me that's what's doing because you know those, that shit takes forever. Yeah. And I think Cameron said every two years after next year we're supposed to get an Avatar movie in December. I think that's what it is. Jesus Christ. Something like that. So not next year, but the following year. Yeah, we'll it's 2024. Avatar, Avatar three will be 2024. Yeah. And then Avatar five, 2025. Four. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the thing was, but. So. I'm excited to see where they go with this. James Cameron has created an amazing universe that I think is amazing and beautiful. And can I be honest with you? I just want to say this one thing. I 
this is becoming a Star Wars thing for me where it's like, I don't trust anybody but him doing this. Like, I feel like like if mm-hmm. they were to Star Warsify it and bring somebody else in to follow oh, it. Oh, I don't think he would allow work. that. No, he wouldn't allow it. I don't think he too, would. He's too much. First of all, he's too much of an arrogant prick himself <laughs> to let anybody touch this thing. Oh, absolutely. But not. I just, he's he's created an amazing world and it's a it's a world that, you just want to know more about, you want to go into, like, we were just talking, like, what's next? Are we going to go into the mountains? Are we going to go into the, 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 the cold, like cold, yeah, the cold part of it? Like, where are we going to go to next? And it's so intriguing. And then the whole aspect of the humans, pretty much age, um, uh, 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 uh Colonel Francis said, the hu- oh, you know, yes. we're, we're coming, we're coming to live here. We're building earth here. And you got to wonder how that dynamic is going to be. And and we didn't even talk about this with the whales, why they were hunting the whales. The little thing that they take out of it doesn't. It slows. It, it, slows it stops your, it. it stop, you don't stops age. It. Like it'll stop your aging. So it's just like, okay, so that's the new whatever they were in the first one that they were trying unobtainium, to get. Unobtainium. Unobtainium. Yeah. This so is the new this is, this yeah. is the new thing where it's like, oh, well, you, you get some of this and then uh, you'll live forever. So like that's going to be playing a big yeah. key. I'm They're going to try you. to create. They're bringing Earth to Pandora. Like, yeah. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. And it's very interesting. It's very exciting. Has talking about us already being like, how Let me tell you something. <laughs> I just want to I just, I just preface this and, and say this. This movie means a lot to me because this has been kind of a rough week for me entertainment-wise. You know, I know everybody has seen the news. Um, one of the biggest forms of entertainment that I love is, um, you know, is, is, is a DC Comics movies. And they're going through a massive overhaul right now. I, a lot of the stuff that I thought was going to happen didn't end up happening. And they're rebuilding everything. And that's such a bitter pill to swallow as a fan. When you follow something for 10 years like I have with that with that mm-hmm, franchise mm-hmm. and for them to come and say, oh, well, we're dumping this actor. We're not doing this. We're recasting this. This actor might be playing a different character. As a fan, and that's what we are. We're watchaholics. We're fans of things. As a fan, that is such a heartbreaking decision. And I understand why they did it. I get it. I think I would have done the same thing if I was in James Gunn's shoes. But um I'm I'm in my fandom right now, I'm hurt and I'm broken and I'm a little lost. But this movie, Avatar, just came in and it breathed mm. new life into my fandom because it gave me something to look forward to. It gives me something to really think about and 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 break down and think about the possibilities of where it could go, you know, and it's exciting. And to me, that is a massive thing to have because at the end of the day, you, Mel, me, all of our listeners, we're all fans. We, we do these things. We watch these movies. We watch these shows. We discuss because we're fans. If we didn't love this stuff, if we weren't fans, we wouldn't talk yeah, about it. Yeah, we wouldn't talk well, about we're it. fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you're a fan of something, you wear your heart on your sleeve. You put all your emotion into it. So, again, it was a rough start of the week for me. And it still is because, you know, it's it's still a, a, a bitter pill to swallow. But this movie and experiencing this movie in the theaters, which I really, really hope many of you do. It's it's a very beautiful thing. It's a gift. It's someone look. It came out in it came out near Christmas, and this near is Christmas. a gift. It was no, a gift. It's Christmas a gift from James Cameron gift. and you, this James amazing. Cameron. Yeah, thank mm-hmm. you. The amazing cast and crew. They gave us mm-hmm. this beautiful gift and this amazing movie. That Mel, I'm telling you, man, we got to track this thing. I think I think this thing could go all the way till February as number one, and that would be amazing. I wonder what the record is for long for movie longest movie at number one. Well, when Avatar was it first... Titanic or was it Avatar that that did it? Because Titanic was number one for. 
amazing. I think it was Avatar. It was, was Avatar? Avatar. I gotta look it up. I, I think it was Avatar. But because Avatar came around the same time, thirteen years ago. I'm pretty sure it was like very similar to this time, which is why it made so much money. Actually, no, we're wrong. You know what's the longest? Okay, you ready? Is it um, in the 80s? 80s. No, 80s. E.T. sits atop with 16 days at number one. 31% of the year. Jesus. E.T., the one that used to scare me when I was little. Yeah, E.T. Wow. Well, E.T., see, that's the thing. We were too, we were too, I was even young when E.T. came out. You weren't even born. E.T. was a phenomenon. Like, E.T. was something that was... um. What year? E.T. E. came out, out, I think, in 82. 82 it came out. Oh. E.T. was such a phenomenon that I never got to see it in the theaters because I was. it came out in, 80, in 82, so I was, I was a baby, practically. Yeah. I remember we used to go... Uh, whenever I would go to Long Island to visit my dad or even my mom, she would go check every day after like two years after the movie was released, asking, when is the movie coming out on VHS? When is it coming out on VHS? It took forever for that movie to come out on VHS. And when it did, it was a massive hit again. So yeah. So let me just give you the rundown. Yeah. Number one is uh, E.T. at 16 weeks. Number two, Titanic, 15 weeks. And then after that, Beverly Hills Cop uh, um, in 1984. Oh, so Avatar's not even under. No, Avatar is Avatar is at seven. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. And looking at that, that's the only movie in the 2000s that... No, actually, I'm wrong. Um, in the 2000s... Uh, actually, in the top 10, there is no movie from the 2000s. Um, Avatar is at seven, um, seven weeks in a row. And then um, and that's tied with uh, two other movies. And then um, the most recent movie is Spider Man No Way From Home. No Way Home. That uh, was six weeks number one. Mm. That's the most recent one. And then Black Panther after that was five weeks number one. Um, so yeah, uh, um, I think see, I think there's a good chance that Avatar could at least challenge six. We yeah. got how many? How many weeks is it from today till? Let's see here. Let's I gotta. We both put our math. bars at the same time. Yeah, it, nine. So it would be nine. It won't even. It will break its own record. Yeah. It'll break its own record. So, um, yeah, uh, Avatar. It would break its own. I think. It, I think it could do it. I think it could. I think it could do more than seven. I do think it could. Be, I think so too. Because I don't. Seven. I don't know if anything else coming out. Dude, Home Alone was number one for twelve straight weeks. I mean, that was a yeah. massive movie. I mean, that's a massive hit for sure. Massive hit. Back to the Future, mm-hmm. um, the original mm-hmm. was 11 weeks. Ghostbusters was 10 weeks. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, man. So we're going to, we're in for, we're in for, um for, for something with this movie. I think this movie could mm-hmm. really go on a nice run. Um, And yeah, now that I think about it, I, I definitely think it could, it could make us, it could make the 2 billion. It, it could make the 2 billion. It could, it could, it could, I but hope you know, so. final, final thoughts, love this movie. Um, I would love to go see it again. Definitely. Maybe not this week. Maybe I'll wait like a week or two to go back and see it again. Um, but I definitely want to see it again. I re- highly, highly recommend, uh, our watchaholic listeners to go watch this. Uh, yep. I agree with what Rodney's saying. Um, please go and watch this film. You have to watch it on the big screen. And even if you don't watch it on IMAX, I didn't watch it on IMAX, but I watched it in like one of those like really 
like the AFX, like the mm-hmm. ones that had like special stuff. So it was like mm-hmm. a much bigger screen, just not an IMAX screen. So it was still re- a really good experience in, yeah. in the way I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and you don't need and you don't need to see it in three D. You can see it regular. Can you see it's, it regular? I think you can still see. I, can, I think you can see it regular. I swore, like all the show times I was looking at, like everything was three like, D. Okay, so maybe maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Unless maybe it's because I bought my ticket in advance, and they usually like the regular show times. They don't really mm-hmm. put those out until like later, so that could have been it. But mm-hmm. anytime I was like looking for a show time, everything was in 3D. So I don't know. But oh, interesting. Honestly, honestly, the 3D didn't bother me. So not at all. Not to me. It added so, to it. It added to it. Really, really did. Um, actually, actually, I'm a little bit worried to know what it looks like without the glasses. <laughs> no, you see, I don't think I'm not worried because I, I was worried about that with the first one, and then I and then I I actually owned the the first one on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. and I saw it and I'm like, nope, it's amazing. Still looks okay. All right, like I'm Still just like, amazing. oh my god, did the 3D like make it like um? No, because we don't have 3D at home. We don't have 3D at home, and that was one of the other things. A lot of people thought that that a lot of a lot of people bought 3D TVs. Yes. On the basis oh of this movie, god. and then the 3D thing, the 3D gimmick was such a just it was that was a gimmick because that's what they treated it as you know and james cameron even said it he was upset he was actually very i remember after that movie after a year or two after uh, avatar came out they had asked him about that and he was upset he said that he said he didn't make avatar um so other movies could use 3d as a gimmick he's like i used 3d as a tool to tell the story and he's like all i see is a bunch of movies converting their films to 3d mm-hmm. he's like that's not the same thing that's just a gimmick. No. And he's right. It's, no, he's right. Absolutely. And, yeah. and after watching this. So, yes, please go and watch it. Uh, Ronnie, do you think this movie will win Best Picture? It's nominated in the Golden Globes, right? It is, yeah. What's it nominated with? Ooh. Let's see. I, I think see Top Gun. I think it's against Top Gun. Oof. Uh, Golden Oof. Globe. I think it's. I could see it win Golden Globe. I could see it win. I could see it win. You think it'll win on the Oscar? Because we know it's going to be nominated no. for an Oscar. No. You don't think it'll win the Oscar? No, the Oscars is too uppity for that. Oh, too uppity was for it that. nominated? Um, it was. It didn't was win. Avatar you know what won? What you know won? what won? Uh, the movie that won, ironically, was a movie directed by James Cameron's ex-wife, Catherine Bigelow. She, Big, Bigelow. she directed this movie called The Hurt Locker. It was a war movie. Oh, I've seen that movie with um, yeah, Jeremy with Renner. Jeremy Renner. Yeah, yeah. That, Very oh. good movie. It is. It is. I remember. I, I remember the whole debate. But a lot of people were disappointed. A lot of people thought Avatar should have won. So you know, maybe Avatar will get it this time around, being it didn't get it the first time. But it depends on what's nominated with it. We we're gonna have an award show of our own. We have to come up with the categories, and <laughs> oh, it's going yes. to be a prestigious night. Uh, and uh, it's gonna be interesting. Oh, I, yeah. I wonder how we're gonna set up our voting process. But I'm uh, I'm I'm excited <laughs> for our award show. And and the award goes to. <laughs> Oh my god, that would be super duper fun. I'd be something to think about. It's gonna be a good time. Yeah, it should be. Okay, well, Watchaholics, that is the end of today's episode. So please go and support, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.